You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Wholeness is not an option. I am whole at the core of everything I am. What we're doing now is we're trying to get to the whole that we are. We're whole. You're whole now. You're not missing or lacking anything now. But what happens is the life situation, the pain, the pain body, the ego likes to remind you, well, I would have been better off had I not done this. And then we get caught up in a thing called time. Where we feel like we've wasted time. Where we feel like time has has now escaped us. Now I wanted to have this done by this time. And I wanted to be, I wanted to have, have bought this house by this age. And I wanted to be married with 2.3 kids by this age. I want to have two and a half degrees. I want to have my business off the ground. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. We don't get to control that. All we get to do is be in the moment that we're in. Many people define stagnation as not producing or being at a standstill. I get it. However, I would like to add a little weight to the definition and say that I may be producing. I may be moving. However, my production and my movements are disrespectful to the purpose that's inside of me to the greatness that's inside of me. If that's going on, that's stagnation as well. And that's okay. Guess why? Because I have developed a tool. I wrote a book called From Stagnation to Transformation. And that book was written specifically for individuals that feel stuck, that feel lost, that feel like they're just wandering in the wilderness, that feel like they just, I need something is just missing. It's okay. I want you to head over to www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. There you're going to find a complimentary portion of the book. That's right. A complimentary portion of the book. I want you to read that portion. After that, it's going to ignite such a fire inside of you that you're going to want to purchase the co your personal copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to do that as well. Why? Because I believe that it'll give you a 21-day jumpstart to fulfilling or re-identifying purpose in whatever core area you find yourself stagnant in. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation what's up everybody you are listening to the what now podcast where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments hey what's up everybody welcome to the transformation center that's right, the Transformation Center, where we help you unlock that inner more than meets the eye. We all have that inner more than meets the eye. It is imperative that we tap into it and begin to live life through it, all right? My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I am the community leader here at the Transformation Center, and I'm excited to be with each and every one of you on tonight. Listen, before we do anything, let's do our breathing exercise and let's breathe in. Hold it. Breathe out. 
One more time, breathe in. That sounds better, hold it. Breathe out. Now, if you were able to complete that exercise, there's breath remaining in your body, therefore purpose remains. And then number two, you have gathered the energy you've dedicated to your past, the energy that you have taken and focused on the future, you bring in, you brought them together with the energy that you have dedicated, I was going to say donated, but dedicated to the present, now they've all become one. I mean, they because they have become one, you are now present. And because you're present, tonight you're going to walk away with some tools, techniques, and strategies that you can apply right now. That's right. Why? Because tonight's topic, this month's topic is being present. Being present. And I have the honor of introducing to you my brother, my friend, Mr. Antoine Wallace. There's so much that could be said about Antoine. I have personally watched his journey over the years. I've watched him grow. I've watched him evolve. And I've watched him experience freedom in a manner that he's never experienced before. And tonight, you're going to get to experience that freedom through his teaching, through this conversation, through this reminder, and through you experiencing him. So everyone standing up all over the building. Now I'm playing. But I want each and every one of you to virtually help me welcome Mr. Antoine Wallace to the stage. Good afternoon, good evening, everyone, whatever time that you watch this, I pray that you all are well and that you are experiencing everything that this moment has for you. I'm excited uh, to be with my brother, Clifton Pettigen. Thank you so much uh, for having me and uh, that wonderful introduction. And I tell anybody, um, I'm just Antoine. There are a lot of things and a lot of people call me a lot of different things, and that's based upon whatever experience they've had with me. But at the end of the day, I think I like to think that I'm Antoine throughout all of those experiences and all of those uh, uh, relationships. And so I'm glad to be with you today and my home away from home, my Transformation Center family. I'm thankful that I'm able to connect with you in this manner in such a very interesting time. Uh, and I'm glad that we're able to still come together and to just have these conversations and these platforms and to talk about things that may not have seemed to be um, pertinent um, over the overall, but they're so important to every moment that we have. And so I'm glad that um, my brother Cliff has allowed me the ability and the, uh, has invited me to this uh, platform with you all. So I have a task this month and I am excited about it. It's something that I would teach about and have been teaching about a little bit over a year now um, about being in the now. I did a study. I'm doing a study currently on Wednesdays um, at eight o'clock on my live on Facebook called Wednesdays in the Now. And we're doing a study, an extensive study on the power of now and being president. So a lot of the information that I'll provide to you tonight has been uh, gleaned from uh, Eckhart Tolle's. Uh, book on the power of the now and some of the things spirit has said to me directly and some of the things we'll see we'll see tonight um that uh spirit will say to us tonight um that may not have may not be recorded we're open to whatever the spirit wants to do and so i'm excited to be with you all again you all don't know i i get great joy and i'm honored and humbled when i'm asked to be who i am on different platforms and allow that ability and so um, we're going to have a good time this month. I hope that you will um, take some information that I'm, I'm providing today. And even if a lot of it doesn't uh, connect with you, that's fine. Um, take what you need, apply what you need, and then spit out the rest. I have no problems with that. Or save it for later. Um, maybe some things I'll, I'll say to uh, over the next um, two times that we'll be together on the 25th as well that may need some time, you know, and, and that's fine too because a lot of things will be new that you have haven't heard before, or uh, maybe they'll be said something said something in a different way that will be uh, um, that will kind of trigger some things in you. And I'm only giving you what 
uh, you already know. And I hope that um, you understand that and you take that as we're going through this journey together. Uh, so my assignment this month is to teach on being present. And so um, let's pray. Um, kind spirit, we thank you for another opportunity just to be here now. We thank you that we can connect with you um, as we've done already through the breath, that we connect with you through the breath, that when we inhale and we exhale, we are connected to you the source because you breathe into man the breath of life and so we remind ourselves in that moment of our connection to the life source and so we're grateful to be able to inhale and exhale we're grateful to be able to come here now and to be in this moment and to be fully present and fully aware of what you want to do in this moment and we take full of our access and and we take full advantage to what the things uh, that you want to say to us tonight and so we're, we're grateful for the wisdom that you will provide us tonight and do this in the name and the nature of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen, Ashe, and so it is, so it is. So being present, um, wow, what a what an interesting topic, but, but seems like it should be so minute because um, I am one who has always and uh, used to say that, oh, I'm here, I'm present, and I was further away from the moments that I was in further away, couldn't be farther from the moment or the place that I stood as that in. Um, but I would always say that I was present because I was aware of what was going on, but I was never in the moment. And so for a lot of us, most of us live our lives aware of what's happening, but we're never in the moment. And so we, we typically miss out on so many miracles that happen in the moment that we're in because we're um, we're aware of it, but we're not fully in the moment. And so I want to talk about that uh, being president, what that means, because it, it, it can go from a lot of different perspectives. Um, I, over the past couple of weeks, I've been doing some, um, you know, documentary watching on television. You know, um, it's a time where a lot of our mainstream celebrities are uh, showing different perspectives like Billie Holiday and the uh, Aretha. But for the topic of conversation tonight, I want to talk about uh, the Tina documentary. And so I watched the, the Tina Turner documentary and uh, some of the things that were dealt with in that documentary uh, were in positive lights to celebrate the accomplishments that Tina uh, did over the course of her life, but it also brought some um, interesting light to some things that may not have been uh, looked at from the same perspective. And stay with me, we're going to all get there together. Um, I'm watching the documentary, and of course, you know, most of us have seen, I, I wasn't raised in the time period with her as, a, uh, as an artist, per se, in, in, this, in the time period where it was documented, um, but my grandparents were. And I listened to her music and I, I am a fan of hers and I've watched um, What's Love Got to Do With It and I've heard a lot of the sermons that were preached as a result. And, you know, and, and the movie was basically a, a telling of her actual life and the things that she went through. And in essence, should have been the idea of the success, the victory over that those moments. But um, when I'm listening to the documentary, uh, one of the things that noted for, for me that she said was, I did not have a good life. And um, for, I don't know if you all are kept keeping up with, uh, with Tina um, and her life. You know, she's been sick. She's had strokes. And, um, and, and where she's living now, I want to say London. I could be incorrect. Um, but one, one of the things they're able to do there is to self-terminate. Um, if they're terminally ill. I don't know all the ins and outs of that, if this was uh, an actual fact, but the idea is for me that she's at the end of her life, whether she gets to choose um, the date that she she transitions he from here or it happens on its own, but the, to have the idea and the, the, the to be able to articulate to say that I did not have a good life. And she went further to say, the good never outweighed the bad was an incredible statement for me. And so I sat with it because I don't, uh, I sat with it for me. I sat with it to say, I don't want to ever get to the point 
where my at the end of my life, I am saying it was not a good life. Um, that the good never outweighed the bad. I can't personally agree, but I understand based upon her uh, her ideals and 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 what she chose. You know, she chose to be a Buddhist and to pull strength from the um, from the ways of Buddhism. Um, but for me, I have to go a little further with that and to say that, you know, good is always happening around us. Good is always happening around us. Good is always happening for us. Good is always happening to us. What fails in uh, to happen is our awareness of it and our agreeing, agreeing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our awareness of it and our agreeing with it. Uh, um, because there were so many things that happened to uh, um, to Tina, and I and I and I listened to it. And you know, she never had the support that you know most believe that a mother should give. And uh, um, she had an interesting marriage, and we got to see how that was depicted uh, even in the movie. And she wasn't excited to do that because we are now documenting some of the most horrible experiences of her life her life experience, and so, and we are from one perspective, praising her for the victory, for the success, for for finding the strength, for being a strong Black woman. And she's looking at from perspective was, I don't want to celebrate days that were tormentous to me or tormenting, that were tormenting to me uh, 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 for your enjoyment, uh, uh, for your pleasure. And I get it. And it's such an interesting paradigm but what would have occurred if she chose to decide to focus on every good thing that has happened to her um, throughout her life? Yes, she went through extreme things. So have you. We have uh, faced, uh, she dealt with abuse. So have you. you she's, she's dealt with uh, abandonment. So have you. And what will happen if we choose to only focus on the things that happen to us and not focus on the good that's happening uh, in our in our lives, as our lives, through our lives, as what's going on right now, and so, and I think that an, a part of that was to really tap into our now moments. Yes, 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 yes. Even in the scripture, Isaiah forty three eighteen says that uh, to remember ye not the former things, uh, and neither consider the things of old. But behold, I do a new thing, and now it springs forth. And, and and shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I am a firm believer that everything that is happening in this moment right now is the new thing that God wants to do in, as, and through us. But what causes us to miss it is the fact that we remember the old things, that our mind is continuously keeping us out of the moment that we're in for, for two different ways. Our mind can be our big, our greatest asset or it can be our, our greatest enemy. It can be our greatest enemy. And for a lot of us, and even in Dr. Eckhart Tolle talks about in Power of Now, that the mind uh, um, has become a thing that runs us and we don't run the mind. What do you mean? Most of us do not know how to turn the mind off. We don't know how to turn the switch off. We don't know how to, uh, 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 how to, how to move. Uh, 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 outside of what the mind would like to gravitate to. And, and, and we've become and succumbed to the things that the mind has taught us. They've, we've succumbed to the things that the mind has, has provide, pre- presented to us as truth. Listen to me. That the mind has presented to us as truth. We have succumbed to the things that the mind is telling us is the reality. And the mind will oftentimes, the, the, the prophet said it, the mind will play tricks on you. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be aware of the goals of the mind and what the ego will do and how the mind um, doesn't allow us to really want us to be in the moment that we're in because we have too many other things that we are already pining over that have already taken a, taken a place in our experiences and have, have, are now keeping us from the moment that we're in. Why did you say that, Antoine? Because I spent a lot of time uh, um, rehearsing things that have already occurred. And I, although I still do it from time to time now, because this walk takes a little time, uh, um, but I'm also more aware of it. And so I'm able to snap out of those moments a lot quicker than I was uh, um, before coming into this awareness. That my mind would have me in, in the abuse that I suffered, 
Uh, it would have me in the divorce. It would have me in so many different things that have taken place in my life that would not allow me to appreciate the good that was happening to me right now. That the good that was already taking place that was promised to me that was that can only be was not being observed because of all of the things that my mind was consumed with before now. And so what I had to learn to do was to sit with that and to process those things and to find out what is still there and to understand and learn what triggers are and to understand and learn uh, um, how they are not an enemy to me, but they are a tool for me to learn what still needs to be healed on the inside. That when things are happening in my experience, that my first uh, uh, first thing, my first reaction is not to respond, but to go within to find out where I am. What am I thinking about? Why am I, if a situation occurs in my experience now that triggers something that happened before, what is that doing? But are we spending the time to look at that or are we uh, are just affixed uh, to be responding out of who we become? and not who we are. Let me ask, let me go a little further into that. I believe that in the core of every person, in the core of every human being, in the core of every person that there is, uh, 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 is uh, 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 good, that, 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 that you can only be good at your core. Why? Because every person was made in the image and the likeness of a good God. We know that God can only be good. And if that, was, if that wasn't the truth, that he wouldn't be God. God is good and only good. And only good is happening. Only good is finding me. Only good is happening in my experience. I am only experiencing the good because why? All things are working together for the good of them that, that love God and are the called according to his purpose. It's, it's so very interesting that when you change your perspective to there's only good and that can only be good in me. There can only be good in me. So at the core of every, every experience, there's only good. There's only good. There's only good. God is only good. Can I help you with that? God can only be good. Listen, listen, listen. There are life situations that will occur, but find out what it's doing. Find out what the experience is and flow with it. Breathe into the moment. Because what happens is we, we get so caught up in the things that have occurred and we don't, we don't ever tap into now. What will also happen was we'll, we'll have a perspective of what trying to save us in the future. The future has a, a, another idea. Uh, we're either in the past or we're in the future, but the future has an idea of what could be that I hope will change tomorrow. There's a savior a perspective attached to a tomorrow that we always try to cope with, but we don't never know how the outcome will go because we are too, we're not never in the now accepting what is and moving forward into the next thing. We hope tomorrow will be better. We've been taught this, in, even in our churches, we've been taught this to hope for a better tomorrow. But what about now when scripture talks about this now? Now I will do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. We are so behind on so many of the things that spirit wants to do in as and through us because we're so busy looking at the things that God has done. And even the good things, let me, let me go a little further there. Even the good things that spirit has done for us, that God has opened doors and made ways. And, and I, even scripture says that he had parted seas and, and made ways in deserts. And he had done some miraculous things. Good. But even God said, don't remember that. Because we typically tend to make monuments out of things that have happened to us. Yes, it was horrible. Yes, it caused us pain. Yes, it was something that we had to endure. Let's heal it and move on to the next thing that God is doing now. What is he doing now? Yes, I'm not making light of your pain because I want you to feel everything that you feel right now because those feelings have to be processed through you. Those things that happen that remind us of the past, that keep us held as prisoners to the past, and, and we're in bondage to the things that have taken place, uh, those things now, we get to control how we operate in those things now because now you're not doing those things. You're not in those moments now. Those people are probably not even in your experience now. 
but they're holding a lot of weight and keeping you from enjoying the, the, the connections you have, the positive energy that's trying to flow into your life, the good things, the manifestations of the things that you want, that you're already asking spirit to make happen in, as, and through you. If you have so many, if, you're, have, if your mind divided into a moment that you're not in, you're going to miss the next opportunity and or delay it for future because we're waiting, we're living in two different worlds. We're living in two different worlds. God was only God only speaks to you in the now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Your next creative thing only happens in the now. Everything that ever happened or occurred happened in a now moment. And what we're doing now is getting into the present, into the moment that we're in, so that we are fully aligned in the things that have taken place. We have reconciled those. We have come into agreement that those are the things even as if I chose them, I choose, I say this all the time. I look at the things that I've experienced as if they were things I pointed out. Yes, I wanted to be abused. Yes, I wanted to be divorced. Yes, I wanted to file bankruptcy. Yes, I wanted to lose this apartment. Yes, I wanted to have, because I have to agree that the things have occurred. And I have to remove the emotional attachments that I have to those experiences so that I can be here now and be completely in the moment. Because wholeness is not an option. I am whole at the core of everything I am. What we're doing now is we're trying to get to the whole that we are. We're whole. You're whole now. You're not missing or lacking anything now. But what happens is the life situation, the pain, the pain body, the ego likes to remind you, well, I would have been better off had I not done this. And then we get caught up in a thing called time. Where we feel like we've wasted time. Where we feel like time has has now escaped us. Now I want to have this done by this time. And I want to be, I want to have, have bought this house by this age. And I want to be married with 2.3 kids by this age. I want to have two and a half degrees. I want to have my business off the ground. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. We don't get to control that. All we get to do is be in the moment that we're in. The only thing that we can do is make decisions and make Make moves in this moment and concentrate on this step so that tomorrow has the chance that we're, we're hoping for. That tomorrow, when tomorrow comes, it will align with the things that I've already done today. This is universal. This is universal. This is universal. This is universal. Because we have to be very aware that time has, has tricked us and gave us so much anxiety giving us so much depression, uh, giving us so much uh, 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 anxiousness. And, and we already know that even scripture tells us that to be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication, let's make our requests known and the God who shall supply all of our needs. I, we know all of these things. We, we got all that. But what we do is we become anxious and we're not settling and we're not becoming grateful. That prayer and supplication, in that is a gratefulness, as a heart gratefulness attracts it, but you have to be grateful in what's happening now. God, I thank you that things are as well as they are. I know I am looking for you to manifest some things. There are some things I've already talked to you about, but God, I thank you that the lights are on. I thank you. I'm grateful that I have a car to drive. I'm grateful that I have a job to go to in the midst of a pandemic. I'm grateful that opportunities are still being presented to me and places in, in and where and there are places I'm looking at that seem to be drying up. I thank you that you are always mindful of me. I thank you that favor is always being attracted to me. What are we doing in the now? Are we grateful for what's happening now? Or do we complain that things are bad? Are we talking about the things that we don't want? Um, being in the now is, is a total thing because what we'll do, even Isaiah 43, 18 says that I, I will even make a way in the desert. When you are completely in the moment that God is bringing the new thing up from, you will understand and see him do things and see her move in ways that will defy law and gravity. They, they will, there, it, there should not be rivers and deserts. That's not what deserts are about. But when you are staying constant in the present moment that God is in, you will see God put rivers in dry places. You will see them make ways in wildernesses. You'll see them part red seas for you. Whatever that looks like, you'll see it because what you're doing is you're, you're relieving yourself from the outcome. What I know is, let me tell you what I've had to learn in the now moment. What I know is, 
what I know is I don't know what's good for me, what's best for me. Mm-hmm. What I have come to ter- terms with, and it's a hard thing to understand and come to agreement with, let me tell you, because I have been in situations, I've been in relationships, I've been in marriages where I thought I knew what was best for me. I've been in ministries, I've been in, 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 in job positions that I, oh, this is going to work out just right. I, and it has been a complete catastrophe because I thought I knew what was best for me. I thought I knew what was working out for me. What I have done was release myself from that idea. Antoine, you don't know what's best for you. But you know what? What I can do now is trust the one that does and relieve myself from this angst and anxiety and this suffering that I put on me, that I put on this experience, that I put on my my uh, uh, my uh, my hustle, my 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 drive to get things done. No, I flow with what spirit is saying to do. I flow and what God is moving me towards. And I allow that to happen because I am now trusting who knows what's best for me. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And those thoughts are to give you a future and a hope and not to harm you. That's what I know. What I know is everything that's happening around me is happening for my good. It's not to harm me. I know that He's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If you skip down a couple of verses, the, the thing that he promised that he would do it cannot be reversed. This is what I know. This is what I confess as the truth in my now, because if I if not, I will think about the things that I waited for and I worked for and I have pushed. No, 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 no. I have to release myself from any idea of what did not work, what did not happen, what did not go well. No, I am where I am supposed to be and nothing has been wasted. That's what, what's what happens when you align with the now. You agree with what has been. The it is what it is. I used to have the biggest issue with that because I felt like it was, uh, it was out, out, you felt like it was out of your scope to change anything. But the whole, re- whole reality and the relationship you have with it is what it is says that I agree with what is. I agree with what's happening. I am not trying to make this anything other than what it is. I am not trying to manipulate it in any way. I agree with it. And what I do now will be my next steps. We're going to talk about those in in, in greater detail. But I wanted to kind of lay a framework here that says, hey, we've been living in two different paradigms. We've been living in the past and we're living in the future and we're not living in the moment that we're in. And those moments that we have found ourselves in the now typically happen during emergencies or, 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 or something that happens that requires us to move like a car accident or those things are really intense. That's when we're typically our most present. But if you would ever take the moment to just sit and just be in the seat that you're in, to be in, the, in this body, to, to tap into the energy that you're in, to notice how green the trees are, to notice how pretty the sky is, to notice, to discriminate on everything else that's not in this moment. Because that's what it typically is. It's, it's knowing that it's happening, but allowing us to be so far in this moment that we realize everything that we need is here. We, I read a shirt earlier on while scrolling through social media that said, faith is now. I think CJ, uh, CJ uh, Carita Jakes Coleman, Posted it. She had it on her on one of her outfits. It said, "Faith is now." Yeah, because everything that it happens, it happens now. I don't want you to miss out on what is so present and available for you now. What's crazy is I know, and I know we read the scripture. And I talked about it before uh, when when uh, the disciples were out on the boat and Jesus was asleep underneath uh, uh, the boat. Uh, and the storm happened and their boat was torn back and forth and, and the water was getting inside the boat. The disciples go down and say, hey, don't you care that we're perishing? And so Jesus gets up, goes up to the top of the boat. And this is what he does. He does not call for peace. What he does is acknowledges, acknowledges its already existence. Peace, period. Be still. Because it's never absent from us. Anything that we need is never absent from us. What's, what causes its absence is our attention to it's not, it's not, it's the manifestation of it. There are a lot of things that we're asking for, uh, even in this moment, even in the present, 
uh, that we are talking about based upon its absence and not its presence. It's also what we talked about. We have to speak those things that be not as though they were, but we also have to feel the energy of it. We have to call that thing from the energy. How do, does it feel for you to be in that house? Do you know that? Have you walked around the house that you see yourself in, that you've been asking God for? Have you walked around? Do you know what colors you want the walls to be? Do you know what type of furniture you want to, do you see yourself uh, picking out the furniture and having it delivered? Have you seen, uh, uh, what have you walked through to feel the energy of it? Because we can't normally do that because we're too busy about the house we love. Or the fact that we're still uh, uh, leasing an apartment or the fact that we're still uh, may perhaps have fallen into having to live with someone else. If you start drawing into that energy that's already in this moment, it's acknowledging that it's already there and you get to find new ways come to you. Let me tell you, when you are aligned in the moment, you learn ways, you learn ways, you learn ways that will make things happen that will not have not made sense because you were so caught up in the emotions of it. But what we are doing is we're drawing into the energy of the things that we want because we've settled that we are only here now. We're only here now. Life is so much sweeter when I'm not worrying about who messed, who messed, uh, who hurt my feelings yesterday. I have, you have, and you deal with that, and it takes some time. Listen, this is not an easy thing to do to catch overnight because you start sitting with yourself, and that's another thing that this pandemic has done for a lot of us. This has caused us to sit with ourselves. We've learned things about ourselves. We've learned things about our relationships, about our marriages, about our interactions that have caused us to rethink some things. A lot of people probably have have bought in, have gone into therapy because I didn't know you were like this because I've never had to spend now moments with you every day. What happens when you get to sit down now and there's nothing distracting you? Or the tables have changed and you get to realize, hey, the situations are different. Who am I today? How am I handling this today? What's happening in me right now? What am I feeling? What does your body say? I tell people all the time to make sure that you check in with yourself. To make sure that you are where you need to be. Because there's a difference between doing your best today and doing the best you can today. There's a two different days. I may be doing the, my best today. Oh, I'm doing good today. Today may be that day, but then tomorrow I'm just going to be doing the best I can. But you have to stay present with yourself to know that. You have to know where you are. There may be pain, there are emotional reactions happening in your body because your thoughts are thinking certain things that's causing the reaction in your body. They're saying, hey, we need to deal with this. I want to speak to you who are anxious, who are dealing with the anxiety. And anxiousness is only the body's reminder that we need breath, that you have to breathe. What I enjoy is every time I look at the Transformation Center, I know that my brother is here. Hey, let's take a deep breath because we want to make sure that you are. It's a it's a trick to get you into the present. The key to being in the present is to focusing on your breath. To focus on your breathing, to be in reminder of your breath because it's one of those involuntary things that happens that doesn't necessarily need our concentration but when you put your intention into the breath you bring yourself back to the moment that you're in uh people ask me all the time i'll take a deep breath anywhere because i want to make sure that i am not too far involved in what's happening outside of me that i have not that i'm not centered on what's happening on the inside of me I, I beseech you to do the same, that you don't get so involved in what's happening outside of you, that you don't have a foothold on what's happening on the inside, because what's happening on the inside is, is telling you how you're responding on the outside. And we read over in James that we should be slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to respond, because the first reaction should be well thought out. Listen to yourself. Start paying attention to the thoughts that you think uh, because those thoughts are telling you where we're stuck. Are we stuck in tomorrow? Are we stuck in yesterday? What is our thoughts telling us? Are, is, are there triggering things in us that says, hey, we need to sit down and, and deal with some, some, some emotions, some feelings, deal with some experiences? What are our thoughts telling us? We get to sit and, and choose 
the thoughts that we think in every moment that we have. You get to decide how you're going to make this outcome and this transition happen. How smooth? What, what, what is the initial outcome? What do you want to achieve? Well, then sit down and think of a way to make that happen. But you get to choose the thoughts that you think for that. A lot of us will be better off, not because of the situation, but because of how we choose to think about it. Um, the scripture tells us that as a man thinketh, so is he. And that, that, that means that you have the ability to sit as a gatekeeper of your mind and say, I can choose which thoughts I allow in my mind because I, I get to choose that. Why would you start, why would we get to choose that? Because Paul knew that when he said, uh, focus on the things that are praiseworthy, that are of good virtue, that are of good report. Think on, because you get the option to choose. What are you thinking about? How is the mind using you? What is your mind taking you on a trip to? All right, when you are meditating and spending your quiet time, do you realize, did you recognize how your mind takes you onto different thoughts? Are you bringing yourself back to the focal point of your breath? The mind wants to be active, but we have to find the off switch. We have to find a place where we can still, even in our mind. And totally even talks about how to do that in meditation. He talks about, we'll talk about meditation and some more exercises to help us refocus in the mind on, on the 25th. But he says, you have to sit there and maybe think of what is my next thought and wait for that thought to happen to focus on the breath and say to yourself, what's my next thought? This is how you get so focused, but be very careful because you're going to go inside of you and you're going to learn things about you. So if you don't have, if you don't enjoy your own company, you might want to practice this in small increments because you're going to be sitting with you. One thing I've learned about me is I am everywhere I go. There is nowhere I can go that I am not there. And I, that might be a revelation to somebody because I don't care where I move to. I know we talk about needing fresh starts and we want to start over in different experiences. But if you're not OK with being inside the body that you are forever traveling in, a new environment will not help you. If we don't learn how to tap into the moment and to be in joy in ourselves now, then a new place won't do that for you. No, you got to sit with you. Learn of you, take inventory of you, be completely aware of the thoughts and choose the ones that help you. Choose the ones that work for you. Choose the ones that serve you. Choose the ones that feel good to you. I'm a firm believer of doing the things that feel good to you. It doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. I teach my daughter, hey, I know daddy has the things that he would love for you to do. There are timelines that I have set forth for your life that you probably will never experience because you don't want to know that. You don't want me to tell you how long I want you to wait to make me a granddaddy. You don't know how long I want you to wait for all these other things because I want you to have your experience. This is your life. This is the life you asked here to come to have to live. You should have some type of have control in creating it. It should not be happening without you. Yeah, it shouldn't be happening without you. But at the same time, you don't have to get in the way of it. You have to be in the now of it, to be present with it, to know how you feel right now, to know and to live the idea that at every moment that I have, the penthouse view says all is well. I don't care what I've just heard. I don't care what I've just experienced. Here's what I know. If I can return to the breath, all is well. If I can keep breathing all is well. I am excited about what it means to be present. I am excited for what is meaning for you to tap into this moment. Because because the reality is, and I know we make miracles isolated events, but they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be because miracles are 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 are, are always happening if you are aware of them. There's nowhere we can go that we won't, won't see God because God is always there. And because God is always, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time, which also means that God is nowhere exclusively. So that means he's not just at your church. He's not just, no, he's at the club and he's at the juke joint and he's at the crack house and, and she's over here. And we have to be very aware that all we have to do is tap into the presence that already is there. We're tapping into the now.
that pure presence. Even David, I believe, understood that when David penned, where can I go from your from the presence, from the now? If I make my bed in hell, guess what? You're there. If I'm if I ascend to the high hills, guess what? You're there. The present God is always in the now. If you're looking for God, in the now. She's right where she's always been, right in the now. And we get the ability to be aware of the presence. Now, what I love about it is the fact that even when I stray away from that awareness, from that knowing, presence is never, never forgotten about me. What is man that thou art mindful of him? We can get into this presence now by taking another deep breath and focusing that breath, breathing from the lower belly, belly, keeping the shoulders relaxed, filling up the lower belly and allowing yourself to breathe out anxiety, to breathe out frustration, to breathe out uh, this, not, this, this having to know, this having to know, this having to know. Life is in the not knowing because we are learning as we go. I don't know what's best for me, but I trust the one who does. And I am living the life I want to live because I trust who already knows that I have nothing to worry about. Matthew 6 tells me. Everything that I need for tomorrow has already been taken care of. I know that I am already provided for, that I am fully supported. It may not, my bank account may not look like the money I need. But what I do know is that I am fully supported and I live in substance like a fish lives in water. What are you confessing in your now to help you bring yourself to your now? What do you believe? Fear will always have a conversation with you, but you have to always end that conversation with the truth. What do you know as the truth? God wants to give good gifts to his children. That's what I know. I am who God called me to be. I don't have to wait to be anything. Even if I wanted to change parts of me, if I felt like certain parts of me needed to align better, or if I'm not operating in the person I envision myself to be, the only time I can change that is the moment that I find have that awareness, the now. And I don't have to wait to become that person. I can do that now. And I know, I know I just cussed you out. I get that. I, I'm so sorry, but I'm no longer that person. I know, I know I just flipped you the bird on the interstate, but I, 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 went, I, I that's not who I want to present. That's not how God is presenting through me. And so now I'm going to become the person that I envision. Doesn't make me fake. The only thing that's constant in this world is change. And so I am done tonight. Let's pray. Kind spirit, we thank you for what you're going to do even in, as, and through us in this earth experience, as we are becoming more aware of your now presence, we accompany you. We align with what you're doing. We say yes to you. And the yes is for every now moment that we have. We know that you're taking care of us. We know that you are already provided for us what we need. We know that you're continuously daily loading us with benefits. And so we're excited to partner with you, to co-create this experience, to live life as you. Because we are the things that you thought about when you thought about us. And we thank you for what you're doing and how you're transitioning our experience into the fullness of what we are creating. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being mindful of us when we're not even mindful of you. Thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. Thank you for always causing favor to work out for us. Thank you that we have the ability to pull down every stronghold and high thing that tries to exalt itself in the mind against the knowledge of you. Thank you that we can choose what thoughts we're going to think. Thank you that those thoughts will now start to align with the ideas and the purposes that we have for our lives. Thank you that we'll align our conversations to only declare the things that we want to see manifested in our lives. Thank you that whatever we say out of our mouths, we're going to see it not many days from now. Thank you that we have the ability to co-create in the earth. And we're honored to be here. We're honored to have this experience. We're honored to return to our breath. 
and we will continuously be grateful for every experience, for every life situation, because it is a classroom. It teaches us. It has caused us. We're like David today, that it was good that we were afflicted so that we could learn your statutes. We're grateful for the experiences. We're grateful. And we're taking your yoke upon us because your yoke is easy. We release ourselves now of everything that will keep us from allowing us to be in this moment. And we're grateful for the awakening and for the reminders and for the pulling and for the promptings of the spirit that will cause us, that will say, hey, take a deep breath, that will say, hey, come into the moment that we're in. Hey, you don't have to solve that now. Just be in the peace that this moment provides. Help us and give us a reminder. And keep us in your care. And we thank you so much for it. In the name and the nature of Jesus the Christ that we pray. Amen. Ashe, and so it is. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you're watching the replay, I appreciate you. Thank you, Clifton, for today. I am excited, and I'm going to turn it back over to him. I can't wait to finish this up with you all on the 25th. Take care and have a good, good rest of the night, and be blessed until then. Fit for sport, fit for life. Numa Wellness and Spa offers mobile massage services. Gordon Walker Jr. specializes in deep tissue and sports massages. Massages range from 60 to 90 minutes. Numa's hours of operations are Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Happy hours are between 1.30 p.m and 5.30 p.m., Monday through Friday. During this time, clients receive massages at a discounted rate. Gordon also specializes in paraffin treatment, ear candling, mobile first aid, CPR, and AED classes, as well as mobile notary services. Coming soon, Zumba and yoga classes. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit www dot numa wellness spa dot com or email them at new made seven eight one six at gmail dot com new made is spelled p n e u m a d e or you can call them at three zero two nine nine zero eight nine zero seven